Today's episode is brought to you by DB Journey. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you're able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. It's super important to have the right luggage when you're traveling. You don't want to grab the wrong thing. Uh, we're teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in the show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. That's DB Journey. Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 190, Drink Until You Podcast. The only podcast that lasts until the last drop. I don't know why I enunciated so much there. People can't get the name right for some reason. Is is it Drink Till You Podcast? No, it's Drink Until You Podcast. Um, actually, podcast isn't part of the name, so technically the name's just Drink Until You. You know, you can drink until you do whatever. Are you drinking tonight? Are you boozing it up? I know I am. Uh, I'm starting to make it a ritual to do like a couple of shots before this this podcast. You know, you got to loosen up a little bit. You don't get on stage to play drums in front of the five people you invited without having a little bit of booze, you know? You don't go on that date for the first time without having a couple of shots. And you convince yourself, this is the real me. Yeah, two, two shots in. That's the real me that she's meeting. You know, no filter. This is all me. It's all me. Uh, I'll never forget, I pissed this girl off one time. We just had such a bad date. I never talked to her again after that. She got mad at me, you know, because a lot of my sense of humor is like, you know, I like to make fun of myself. I think, you know, if if you're not making fun of yourself, you're, you know, you're not really having fun. You know, there there's plenty of things to laugh at about yourself. So, you know, I'm just kind of, she's like, okay, so you're a musician and, you know, what kind of music do you play? And I, I say something to the effect of like, uh, like you, you probably wouldn't be into it and we do kind of suck, but it's, you know, it's more like punk rock and stuff. And she got so mad at me. She's like, why would you just assume I wouldn't like that kind of music? And I was just like, uh, I was, you know, I was just kidding. I was just like talking shit on my, and she legit got mad at me. There was a period in the night where we didn't speak for like, a good 10 minutes, like the waiter came up and everything. You guys need anything? We're like, no, we're okay. And then that was it for 10 minutes. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm going to get out of here, you know? And then she like expected me to make a move at the end of the night. Like that's what turns me on lady. It's when you get really mad at me and irritated by the things I say. Yes, I would like to make out now. I don't know why I was thinking about that the other day. It really just, it still to this day pisses me off that she got so mad and all I was trying to do is just make fun of myself a little bit. I was just trying to make her laugh. That's all I'm doing here, people. That's all I'm doing every week. I'm just trying to make you laugh. Don't take it so serious. Anyway, uh, let me tell you guys what I'm, I'm drinking tonight. I need to go to the liquor store very, very badly. Uh, I, I'm low on vodka. I'm low on clear rum. Uh, actually, I'm low on dark rum, too. All I have is whiskey at this point. I'm, I have zero tequila, which is like a no-no for me, uh, which is my favorite kind of shopping to do, is liquor store shopping. 
You know, when you got to go to grocery shopping, you're just, ah, what a drag. Oh, we got to go clothes shopping. Ah, God, I got a headache already. You take me to the liquor store. It's either the liquor store or the music store. (laughs) And I'm, I'm usually pretty satisfied. You know, what other place? You know, it's, it's kind of the same thing too. I like them for the same reasons. You know, you get to sample the drums that you're going to play or the little, you know, the amp you're, you're trying to buy. You go to the liquor store. They always got that good looking chick waiting for you. Like, would you like a free sample? You're like, I would like three of them if you can. You know, I just like to sample things. I guess you do the same with clothes. Clothes shopping has never interested me. I don't give a shit. I, I couldn't even tell you where the clothes I'm wearing right now are from. Probably Walmart. More than likely Walmart. And I don't give a shit. You know, I have a few, like, sacred band t-shirts hanging in my closet. But other than that, I don't get into shoes. I'm not spending $260 on a pair of... Is that how much they cost? The Air Jordans? That's fucking ridiculous. And I was thinking about this the other day, too. You know, my kids are, you know, growing up. They're just getting older. That's how time works, Chris. Things just progress. Um, but my kids are getting older and you know what? They're going to start wanting shit like that. I want the designer jeans and the designer shirt and the, the air Jordans and all this and that. And you know what? I don't have a problem with that. If those are the things that you want, those are the things you, you, you want to wear and you want to spend money on. That's fine, but it's not going to be my money. You know, if you want to get a job, I won't make you pay rent, but guess what? You want those pair of air Jordans. Don't come to me for allowance. That's your money. That really, you know, that would make kids really understand the value of a dollar, you know, especially for, you know, like a high school kid working part time. I spent two weeks worth of, you know, work on one pair of shoes that I'm scared to death to get dirty. I mean, that's a good life lesson, right? Anyways, we haven't even had our first drink six minutes in. Jesus Christ, what are you doing, Chris? I mean, I ha- I've had a couple of shots, but maybe you guys haven't drank, so l- let's take a let's take a little sip here. Cheers, everybody. Oh man, I've just been engulfed uh, in this documentary. My friend uh, Daryl recommended to me. Daryl, if you're if you're listening, Daryl, I watched this whole documentary with the windows of my soul. Uh, you fucking jerky bastard. I know. Hey, if you're out there, Daryl, I know you're drinking one too right now. So cheers to you. Um, it's really an addiction to do some kind of Northern accent with my friends. I don't know why we do it. We do it all day long. It's just ridiculous. It's, it's almost annoying and I'm the one doing it. But anyway, uh, the documentary that got recommended to me is on Netflix. It's called Count Me In. It's a drum documentary. And holy shit, dude. Holy shit. Um, I fucking loved it. 100%. Just a great documentary all the way through. Um, you know, they got to talk about John Bonham, of course. You know, uh, I can't remember the guy's name who who's the drummer for the blonde drummer for the Foo Fighters. I can't remember his name, but he was basically like in 1975, John Bonham was the best drummer in the world. He's like he was he his drum sounded the best. He played in the biggest band in the world. He was the best. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, nowadays, there's a lot of complicated shit as far as drumming goes. You know, you got all these eight, nine, ten year olds who are just blowing it, you know, blowing people away on drums, blowing me away. Dude, I played drums since I was a, a child, since I was a little child. And now that, you know, YouTube has come around, you can watch videos, you can study, you can slow things down. Dude, kids nowadays are just, just fucking ridiculous. I remember having to listen back, you know, whether it be uh, on a tape or on, on vinyl or eventually at some point on CD, you know, just rewinding drum parts over and over and over, uh, you know, and it's like, you would watch the music video for these drum parts or whatever, and the the music video never featured what the guy was doing on drums. You know, they're they're flipping to the story of what the music video is about or what the lyrics are about, or or it's just like it doesn't really even make sense. But uh, you, you could never see what the drummer was doing. You could always hear, and you just rewind and like, how is he doing that? It just over and over and over again. And now, you know, like I said, now you got YouTube, you can watch it. And these kids are, you know, taking full advantage. I've just seen, dude, I'm not even kidding. A six-year-old just shredding a guitar, dude. Like he's played his whole fucking life. It's it's insane. It's insane how much uh, better kids are these days. You know, when you just had to listen to it, like uh, me and, and a lot of generations before myself. See, that's the thing, too. When I was growing up and things were on CD, it was like at least the recording was somewhat clear. It was the most clear recording you could get, at least, you know, for the current time. It's like back in the 70s, back in the 80s, just rewinding that part, just like quality alone is like, what is the drummer doing there? You know, so yeah, like I said, they started off with Bonham, which is, or actually they didn't start off. I think he was like halfway through, but you have to mention John Bonham and I, I will defend that man, uh, until the day I die because he changed a lot of things in drumming, you know, uh, to get a little bit technical, he, he really helped with like, uh, doing independent beats with each limb you know, the, the left foot's clicking the hi-hat and the right foot's hitting the bass drum. The right hand's hitting the hi-hat. The left hand is hitting the snare, but they're not happening simultaneously. It's like a four beats, you know, left foot, right foot, right hand, left hand. You know, you can, if you do that in succession, you can kind of get a rhythm going. And dude, he was phenomenal at doing that with the ghost notes and, you know, and they were talking about it too, right from the the drop. John Bonham, I, I think Good Times, Bad Times was, they were saying on the documentary, it was one of the first songs they ever released. And that's where John Bonham's doing this crazy like triplet bass drum fill just in the middle of this, just like it's nothing. You know, it, it, even, it, you know, 30 years later when I finally heard things like that, I was like, what is he doing? How is he doing that? You know, it's it's just like I a lot of people are like, oh well, he's simple, he's basic. No man, he's I understand he there is a simplicity to what he's doing, but uh, he changed a lot of things and and groove too. You want to talk about sitting in the pocket and having groove? Uh, 
that John Bonham is just the the king of that, you know. And, and obviously, they had older drummers, you know, just footage in there too, um, you know, like Max Roach and uh, uh, who's that? God, I can't even think of his name. He's the most amazing drummer I've ever seen, Buddy Rich. You gotta mention Buddy Rich in a drum documentary. That that guy's just insane. The hand speed, you know. And this was before people were, you know, doing double bass. And you know, maybe there was a few, but it wasn't a mainstream thing. You know, maybe some guy out in I don't know Kentucky, in a barn, had the wild idea to put two bass drum pedals on a bass drum. But other than that, you you just really didn't see it. So hand speed was a must, and that's what they always said about Buddy Rich, he'd never practice. It's like, yes, he fucking did. That's bullshit. You know, he had been a working musician since he was, what, eight, ten years old? That's practice, bro. Every time you play a show, that's that's practice. That's practicing every single time. I, and I will admit, he had an incredible gift. He probably, I could work the rest of my life trying to match his hand speed, and I just probably couldn't do it. You know what I mean? He was just ahead of his time. Just, dude, the way he fluttered on the snare drum. I mean, just really around the whole drum kit was fucking amazing. Uh, who else was talking? Oh, River Taylor, who who is the queen, you know, the drummer for Queen, who, you know, he had a huge sound too. You know, that his drum set was, and that was a thing back then too, having fucking a million drums you had to have a gong behind you on fire for some reason i don't really know what the deal with that was but you know it's just uh oh yeah speaking of drum sets too uh i meant to i, I meant to mention about john bonham's vestalite drum set it, that thing is just the orange vestalite i think that's one of the most rare uh ludwig drum sets you can find is that orange vestalite and if you find one, you're going to pay a pretty penny to get it off the shelf and take it home. But I remember when I was growing up, and that's how I learned how to play drums, was my dad. My dad taught me the basics, and I kind of, you know, developed my own taste for music and things like that. And, you know, I took it from there or whatever. But, man, he had this Vestalite drum set my whole life growing up. And it was kind of a weird situation, too. You know, we just lived in a regular neighborhood, a regular house. And I would go to my mom and dad every so often when I was a kid and I'd just be like, hey, can I play drums for a little bit? And they'd either be like, well, no, not today because of such and such. Or most of the time they'd be like, yeah, no problem. Go play drums. Go practice. And so that's what I did as a kid. And I'd go in there with my dad's vest Ludwig Vestalite drum set. And I would just hammer the shit out of it. <laughs> I'd hammer the shit out of it before I knew what I was doing. And eventually one day he came in there and he's like sat down with me. He's like, okay, you know, this is how you do this. And this is how you do that. Just showed me a basic beat, you know, a four count. And uh, I really took it from there. And, you know, I, man, I miss those times, honestly. I uh, I miss picking up a guitar because I eventually at 11 years old grew into be a guitar player. Uh, thanks to my dad, he bought, you know, bought me a guitar and, and, and drove me to lessons and stuff like that. Uh, really helped with my development along the way. And I'll never forget too, the way he got me into like band, you know, seventh and eighth, eighth grade. And then eventually ninth through 12th and drumline and stuff. The way he got me into band is I was just totally under the impression that when I got there, 
I was going to have a drum set to play. I was going to be the drummer. I am the drummer. I already know how to play. So I get to the audition or whatever, and they're like, here's a snare drum. They're just like, you know, just kind of play on it. Let's see what you can do. So I do it, and it's like, all right, it's pretty good. You know, and, and come to find out the first day I'm in band, you know, I show up or whatever, and, and there's just a snare drum in front of me. And I'm like, well, I want the whole, I see the bass drum sitting over there on its own wheels. I see the fucking toms over there on their own side. Like, let's put this shit all together. Let's get this thing going. And they're like, no, that's not what we do here. We work all together to create a sound. It's not just one drummer and a bunch of flutes, which I don't, you know, thinking back, it's like, why did I even think that? That's kind of dumb anyway. Uh, but yeah, I totally got tricked. I, I'm glad I'm better for it that I was in drumline and, and learned how to read music and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I totally got tricked um, into doing the <laughs> the whole band thing. Let's take another drink. But yeah, back to the doc documentary. You got to mention people like Keith Moon of The Who, who was a crazy son of a bitch. Um, I think, was it the Ed Sullivan show? where they came to America and this crazy bastard put a piece like a stick of dynamite in his bass drum live on stage. So they finished the song, you know, and I'm sure they're over there, you know, smashing their shit like they're, you know, they were known for. And this big boom goes off in, in Keith Moon's bass drum and it's a fucking stick of dynamite. This guy was just out of fucking control. And you know what? I'm kind of glad I'm really glad he was out of control because he really tested the limits of like, I'm a rock star. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do anytime I wanted. And he did. He did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Numerous wrecked hotel rooms. He was known for like taking the TV while it's still plugged in and just throwing it out the window. Uh, wrecked several cars into like swimming pools. And that's, you know, the fucking dynamite thing, dude. What happens if your your fucking bass player, John Antwistle, God rest his soul, is standing right in front of that thing and it explodes? You fucking killed your bass player and guess what? You're doing jail time. This guy just could not see past his nose as far as being reckless is concerned. Just balls to the fucking wall. I'm going to party every fucking day. I mean, what a life. I You know, even if I had that freedom, honestly, I just don't know if I could do it. I think at some point I'd be like, I'm, you know, I've partied for three days straight. I, I need to go to bed. Like, I'm just kind of an old man. I'm just set in my ways at, at this point in time. Uh, who else did they talk about? Oh, Stuart Copeland of uh, The Police, which, oh my God, every time a police song comes on the radio, you, you just have to listen. That guy just has such strange timing. You know, which they were they were talking about on this documentary. You know, one guy described it as fireworks. It's like you'd see one, you know, and then two more would follow it. And you, just out of nowhere, all these crazy accents. And he's playing all these upbeats on the drums. And you, you just can't follow the fucking guy. Um, and Stuart Copeland, you know, is a white male, by the way. Just leave it to the white males to take reggae and, and, and turn it into their own. <laughs> um <coughs> excuse me but uh no dude just a great fucking drummer all joking aside uh he was really really good at what he did 
for, especially for the the police aren't the police without him. I'll just basically put it that way. Uh, Ian Pace, Deep Purple. Uh, this guy I've never actually heard of. The drummer for Cream in the White Room with black curtains on the station. I don't know if that's the lyrics, but um, uh, Ginger Baker, dude, this guy is an odd drummer, man. He's like a jazz drummer, but he had literally uh, two double bass. He had two bass drums, so he's playing double bass while simultaneously playing this like traditional grip jazz style. This guy is just all over the kit. Uh, I've never heard of this guy before, but I'm I'm telling you, after this podcast, I'm gonna do uh, a deep dive. Uh, Ian Pace, I think that's how you say his name of Deep Purple. I loved his philosophy in the uh, in the documentary. He was talking about like grace notes, and basically, like in case you don't know what a grace note is, is like a light touch before the actual downbeat. So it's really two beats. Let's say you take your left hand and your right hand. Your left hand's doing the grace note, and your right hand's doing the downbeat. You know, it's just like a pop. Pa-pa, almost like a flam, I guess you would call it. But they're just in between, soft in between notes of the accents. Okay? And he really had a great philosophy. And this is what I love about just, you know, being a drummer and watching these, these documentaries like this. Is you can always take some sort of knowledge. And these are old men. These are men who have played drums professionally for 30, 40, 50 fucking years, dude. So it's like you they're like the old wise man you, you should probably listen to. And I love his piece of advice talking about like grace notes and stuff that I was just describing. He was like, you don't have to play them all the time, but you always need to think them. Which is like, yes, that's that's um that's hearing like subdivision. If you're playing a regular, you know, bar. A four, one, two, three, four. You don't just need to hear one, two, three, four. You need to hear the subdivisions, the sixteenth notes, two, three, four, all the in betweens. You know what I mean? I don't know if you guys can even hear me tapping right now, but uh, just a great philosophy. That was just such a great thing to hear. It's like, and I don't do that often enough as a drummer. I'm hearing the main beat and the things I want to do and the direction I want to go, but I'm not thinking about the subdivisions. I'm not thinking about the grace notes, you know? Um, and they're, they're following around in this documentary a lot of, like, modern drummers, too, who have, like, reached their... A lot of female drummers. I think the majority of it. It was, like, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers was one of the main guys just, you know, talking about different drummers. And there's three women who basically grew up to the one chick loved Tommy Lee and Motley Crue, and she grew up to play well enough and have the right connections to play for Motley Crue when Tommy Lee was out, you know, um, things like that. My favorite one, my favorite drummer, modern drummer of the whole docu, like I love I, I loved Chad Smith, don't get me wrong, of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but my favorite drummer, once I saw her play, I, I loved the way she was talking about the music already, but then when I saw her play, when they did their their drum circle, 
because uh, you know she just kind of had however many bars to do whatever she she wanted to do, and she was phenomenal. Her name is Cindy Blackman Santana, and she's played with Lenny Kravitz before. She blew me the fuck away, and I knew it from the first moment before I ever saw her play. The way she was talking about, you know, the way she was thinking about drumming, I was like, this woman is a badass. And sure enough, later on, you know, I get rewarded by watching the whole thing, and I, I get to see her just shredding, you know, and uh, it was just fucking great. And, you know, these these women are talking about how these roadies and these sound guys are all picking on them and all you play drum like you play drums like a girl and it's just like is is that really a thing you play drums like a girl like come on man like are you really that low in self-esteem you gotta cut someone down because they they have different parts than you that's so dumb i'll tell you what man there are so many female drummers to this day that would just blow anybody away, blow anybody out of the fucking water. And there's a lot of great men drummers too, you know, and, and there's not really a way to gauge like the best drummer. Everybody has their own style. You know, you can say what you like, but that's really subjective, you know? Um, but just the way they were talking about how they were treated by other men in the industry is just like, it's fucking stupid, dude. And these women can fucking rip. I wouldn't I wouldn't go toe to toe with any of the women in that in that documentary as far as drums go. You know what I mean? It's just not they play professionally. They do it for a living. They do it night in, night out. You know, after they were done recording and doing their little interviews for the documentary, I can guarantee where they went right after that to either play a gig or practice or something. You know, and I just don't have that luxury right now, you know, living in an apartment. I would get kicked out in a couple of weeks if I just started playing drums. Uh, there's always the option of the electric set, which I've, you know, I've kind of started dabbling in a little bit. Um, <coughs> let's take another drink. Been doing a lot of talking, not a lot of drinking. Cheers, everybody. But I always love... Uh, the recommendations, documentaries, you know, videos, things like that. Uh, so I appreciate it. Thank you, Daryl, for that. It, it was, uh, I've watched it twice already. Like, I'm going to watch it a third time. It's just that fucking good. You know, I, I really get into stuff like that. Uh, I have some videos of the week for you guys. Uh, and these are drum related, <laughs> which is everything this week has just been about drumming for me. And I'm, I'm loving it. You know, just one of those simple, I, that's where I'm comfortable, you know, behind the drum set doing my thing. You know, I'm not perfect, but uh, that, I'm just so comfortable back there. Anyways, uh, I have two videos of the week for you. And the first one is uh, this compilation I found on YouTube, which I didn't know this was a thing, but I think it's goddamn hilarious. So... Um, how do I segue into this? If you've ever watched porn, <laughs> if you've ever watched more specifically Pornhub, um, there's, uh, there's a specific rhythm that they do. And I'll try to sing it for you here. I'll, I'll try to do like an amateur beatbox for you. It's not even five seconds long. Here's how it goes. It goes like, that's it. That's the whole Pornhub intro. So it's this whole thing right now, and I've been laughing my ass off. You can find multiple compilations on YouTube. 
of people like high school kids at talent shows, um, you know, the drum line at a high school football game, you know, in the middle of playing a, you know, a band set or whatever at a club, at a club. Uh, everybody's doing this beat and it's so fucking funny to, to listen to the crowd's reaction. So they're like in the auditorium or whatever, and there's a talent show going on. And one of the kids talents is I can play drums. So you got all the students sitting out, you know, watching and he just plays this one beat and he gets up. He plays the Pornhub beat. He plays that beat and the, the whole auditorium just fucking erupts and like yelling and clapping and laughter because everybody knows what it is. And the thing I love about it the most is that none, probably none of the teachers have put two and two together. Why is this one drum beat making everybody go crazy? But it's a whole compilation of like 15 different, you know, drummers playing this beat. It's just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I never thought that would be a thing. You know, playing like, and, and it is really hilarious. I, I'm actually planning on trying to fit it in at the next show we play, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw it. <laughs> I'm going to throw it in one of the songs somewhere. Uh, the second video of the week is um, uh, I saw a video the other day of, uh, and I never watched the halftime show like for the, uh, for the Super Bowl or whatever. I'm never paying attention. I don't care. I don't want to see Janet Jackson's titty pop out. I, don't, I really don't care. I don't want to see any of this stuff. But I, I am actually a little sad I missed this performance, which I'm sure I can find the whole performance. But Bruno Mars performing at the Super Bowl halftime. And there's one part in particular where Bruno Mars gets on the drums and he's doing his fucking thing. And I was fucking impressed. And I'll tell you this much, like, I'm not trying to sound like a snob or anything when I say this, but like a lot of the time when you have a celebrity and, you know, they they play an instrument or even a pop star, okay? Even a pop star, a celebrity, and they play an instrument, they pick up a guitar and they start playing. Everybody goes crazy. And it's like, oh my God, I didn't know they could do that. But it's usually really, really basic. You know, like I'm playing a G chord on the guitar. I'm playing the D chord. I'm playing the C because I'm going along with the song. You know, it's really basic. It's cool that they can do it and they have the rhythm to do it, but they're not doing anything flashy. It's same thing with like drummers, you know, uh, a celebrity drummer, or like a, a pop star getting on the drums for a minute. It's like very basic. I can hold a beat. Two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. You know, it's it's very basic. Dude, Bruno Mars got on there and I'm just watching and I'm 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 like, okay, that's that's cool, man. He's holding down the beat. He's doing his thing. And then he starts putting in these fills and he starts doing these other things. I'm like, oh shit. This dude can fucking play, man. Um, I was, I was highly impressed with Bruno Mars playing drums. I, di I didn't know he could play drums, uh, first off. So just the fact that he could do it was like, that's cool. And then he starts ripping a little bit, you know, he starts ripping on the drums a little bit. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Not only can this guy sing, not only can he write songs, not only can he fucking dance, he can fucking play drums too. And not just hold a beat. 
He can fucking do, he's tearing it up, man. You know, and I'm not saying he didn't fucking shred for 35 minutes or anything, but like the intricate things he did, I watched him. I watched the video over and over. That is him. That is 100% him. I checked all the beats. That is 100% him. And it was fucking phenomenal. You know, um, that's that's definitely a video of the week, man. I, I just, I can't imagine having that kind of talent. You know, I, I can do a lot of things. I'm pretty comfortable in what I can do. I can, you know, I can sing a little bit. You know, I'm not a great singer. I can play guitar. I can I can play drums. I can play piano. You know, I can at least pick out the notes on piano. Basically, like, my philosophy is, like, if if you put an instrument in my hand and you give me an hour, I'll figure out how to play something. You know, it might not be anything crazy, but I'll figure it out. I'm going to figure out how to do it. But, God, dude, like, the the thing that kills me about Bruno Mars is... It, the, the, he can entertain and dance like that, and he can play drums like that. I can't dance. <laughs> I can barely entertain. You know, like, geez. How much talent does one guy have to get? Um, so, yeah, there's the videos of the week. Very drum-heavy podcast, man. I've just been into it this week. Not only that, but... Uh, my band cashing in, we went into the studio Saturday. We got four tracks down, uh, just the drums. And the drums are the foundation. You know, you got to get the drums down solid with the click track. And I'm actually noticing with myself, I'm getting so much better the more I'm doing it. Uh, just playing with the click track and getting my fills in time where I'm not rushing them or I'm not slowing them down. Or, you know, I, 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 I'm noticing parts about songs to where, oh, okay, I get tired at this part, and I really want to slow the song down. I'm starting to know that. The metronome definitely keeps you true uh, to not having those things happen. And, uh, dude, we, I, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm really so happy with how uh, these recordings are turning out. Thank you. Thanks to Paul uh, doing the producer stuff over there, being super patient with, you know, things I'm requesting back there behind the drums. Uh it, the guitar players came out to throw in input and things we could change and improve. Dude, I'm I'm excited for this next next batch of uh, songs we're going to release. Uh, I can't wait to do it. But um, anyways, I guess I, that's going to do it. I had some Drake recommendations, but I guess I'm just going to wait till next time. I flap my gums for 35 minutes about drums. So um, hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, let's drink this until the last drop. I'm gonna have to pause here. I got a lot of drink left. One sec, guys. You know, at a certain point, it's not even the booze that gets you. It's the ice and the drink that just starts to hurt my teeth. Uh, anyways, let's, let's finish these off, guys. Cheers. All right, guys. I will talk to you next fucking week. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a lift. Be safe out there, guys. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye.